Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com. Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Glowetz. Ben writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader, and he's here with me today. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Senator. Today we're talking about an article that appeared in the Reader on March 19th, 2015, written by you and Mick Dumkey, titled, Chicago Police Are Spying on Citizens. You and Mick report on a half dozen instances of Chicago police conducting surveillance on protesters and activist organizations since the year 2009. That is correct. You write that, quote, we asked for copies of the paperwork required when police open what they call First Amendment-related investigations, which are prompted by or based upon a person's speech or other expression according to department rules, end quote. How did you learn about this requirement? This had to do with Mo and Gloves, who were the nicknames for the undercover police operatives who were... Um, Spying on the NATO protesters. Also infiltrated the mental health movement. People who are protesting the closure of about a half dozen mental health clinics. That is correct. So instead of finding the money to open up the clinics, Mayor Rahm found the money to spy on the activists who were protesting the closing of the clinics. How did you find out about that paperwork? There was a whole trial, the NATO 3 trial, and the undercover cops had to go on the stand and talk about how they were assigned to the undercover operation, and then that, that from there, they had to get permission to infiltrate the mental health movement. Not really that mental health movement per se, but the Occupy movement, which took them into the mental health movement. So that's how I learned about this, by the testimony offered up in that trial, and so we asked the police department to turn over all of its records of its investigations. And they sent Mick 26 pages of redacted reports. In other words, they were blacked out and you can only see the dates. After you got the redacted documents, you also got the Illinois Attorney General's office to ask the police department why it made these redactions. Uh, the police department responded with reasoning that itself was redacted. <laughs> So there's a whole process. Let's just back up for a moment. This is a mini-obsession of mine, the peculiarity of the FOIA law, which is effectively set up to deter us from getting access to information they should just provide us. This is the, the Illinois Freedom of Information Act, which spells out how citizens can request information from government agencies. Yes, it was written by uh, State Senator George Orwell. <laughs> Which ran tool, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so the way the process works is if a citizen wants information and sends in a request, an official request, under the Freedom of Information Act to a public entity seeking that information, and if the public entity does not respond by giving us the information, uh, then we, uh, the citizen, can appeal to the Illinois State Attorney General, Lisa Madigan's office, to act as a referee. And so there's a lawyer in that office. Public access counselor. That is correct. And his or her job is to determine whether it is a legitimate denial of information or it's an illegitimate denial. And if it's the latter, the state will compel whoever the public body is to turn over the information. Since we wrote the story, other people either have FOIA'd or tell me they will FOIA the police department to get these records. Why should they have any more success than you guys did? You never know. I recall another obsession of mine, the Persepolis case. That's the instance where the Board of Education, in its infinite wisdom, ordered the graphic novel Persepolis removed from classrooms and libraries throughout the Chicago public school system. 
And when they retreated in the face of public opposition, and when the American Library Association sent in a FOIA request for all information regarding that, they got a very limited amount that had already been released. When a graduate student named Jarrett, uh, whose last name I can't recall right now, filed a FOIA request, Board of Ed sent him internal emails. So... You never know. You Whoever know. is like answering the FOIA line that day. <laughs> you never know, Dave. <laughs> oh, here you it is. Know. We'll just send it out. I mean, <laughs> if you don't ask, you won't get. Right. So it's better to ask. And that's what I'm saying. The number of people who feel that they may have been the ones spied on are asking for the reports. So we'll see. And, and part of the art here is knowing how to ask because you sort of have to guess at what they have. Because if you don't identify it precisely, they can say, no, we don't have what you asked for. There are no records responsive to your request is the line. The whole process is largely set up to keep you from getting access to information that they should just turn over to you. Well, that's all we have time for. Ben, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, sir. Listeners, as always, we welcome your questions and comments and suggestions for future interviews. You can get those to us via Facebook and Twitter. Search for Inside Chicago Government. I'm Dave Gloetz. Thanks for listening.